and we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. Me and Ryan back to discuss Survivor Season 43, Episode 11. Can't believe we are that far into the season already. We have two episodes left uh, next week and then the finale. So we're really getting to the home stretch here, Ryan. How are you doing today? Dylan, I'm doing great. I do have a question for you. If you won Survivor in the million dollars, or you know, as Jeff Kent once said, six hundred grand once taxes take it, um, would you buy a Tesla like Sammy wanted? Or would you? Do, would you go for a Tesla? I actually always say this, and this is again, I don't think this is uh, the norm. I always say you will never see me overspend money on a car ever. That's just it's just not something that I'll overspend money on. So no, I would not. <laughs> I think that's a good principle. I mean, clearly, Sam, I mean, Sammy's 19, but Sammy was like, my mom and I would disagree with me driving an electric car. So. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, look, to pay homage to Sammy, uh, Sammy goes home this episode. Sammy was a great player on the season. I think he exceed, far exceeded a lot of the expectations that we had in the pregame for him. Uh, so just want to give him credit and give him a shout out there uh, because he really did play a good game. Yeah, are we gonna uh, in honor of Sammy hit hit the gritty on our way, way out? <laughs> we um, could, we could today. We may we may have to could. do that to, to but, honor him. But I do agree though. I think Sammy was a lot of fun. I mean, you can't deny, especially when we see these younger group of players, and we've seen for many seasons now. We've seen nineteen year olds, eighteen year olds do the show, and I always have to admire they come out and they play hard. And Sammy really tried to juggle a lot of different things, and he was playing the middle pretty well for a while. So. Sad to see him go, uh, but he was a lot of fun to watch. So. Yeah, he really was. Um, and again, I think he was, you know, wise beyond his years, uh, to say the least, in some of his gameplay. So um, shout out to Sammy. Uh, you know, would be cool possibly to see him back and play a second time to see how he plays when he, you know, gets a little bit older, matures more. Um, and yeah, um, but let's get into the episode. First, just wanted to mention, like always, be sure to like this video if you're watching. Subscribe to the channel. Really helps us out. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all our social platforms in the links below in the description. So be sure to do that. Also drop your comments in like always, and we'll eventually get to your questions. But let's get to it, and let's start at the vote out. Um, it, it's pretty interesting because I, I feel like in this episode, you know, we had a 6-0 vote. So it was a unanimous vote first shot in the dark used and i feel like there's like a lot to talk about with other things that happened in the episode compared to the actual vote and also like how this vote sets up for the end game rather than the actual vote itself which seemed kind of simple but we could start with the simple thing you know sammy is voted out unanimously um it seems like there was a time where it was going to be between sammy and cassidy um and it seems like Cassidy had a chance to be voted out yesterday. Uh, we could discuss all about that and whether that was smart for Carla to do or not smart. We get right into that. Um, and then it ended up being Sammy. What were your thoughts on voting Sammy out? Who was this the right move for? Who was this the wrong move for? And we could also, you know, get into everything with Cassidy being potentially the alternate boot as well. I feel like in the end, it was the right move for most people. The only person I think you could say it wasn't a good move for possibly maybe like Gabler and Owen only because I feel like Sammy was never gunning for them. Like Sammy was obviously fine to go for Cassidy. And I think by proxy, he was fine to go for Carla because he voted for Carla last week. And it wouldn't surprise me that if Sammy had survived this week, he maybe would have taken a shot at Jesse and Cody. So I think the only people that 
benefited the least from him going was his former Baca boys, his former uh, tribe mates and Owen and Gabler. But I think for most people with Sammy being the person swaying in the middle that he was, I feel like it was the right move. And I think, I think for Jesse, and I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about Jesse tonight, clearly wanted to push his agenda once again with people being none the wiser, a testament to the great game he's playing. Because what Jesse wanted to do was, and we can talk about how he kind of went through it, but Sammy, Jesse essentially wanted to keep Cassidy because then hopefully Carla voted for her and then there's a wedge between them at the final six. There's technically Carla voted the right way, but that's what Jesse wanted to set up. So I think it was obviously a good move for Jesse here, but I think overall most people probably were safer taking someone like Sammy out. Yeah, I think this, you know, right off the bat, you could say this is a good move for Jesse, right? He clearly was extremely concerned with Sammy going forward, not only in the fact that he's flip-flops back and forth, but also in the fact that he is good at fire making. And you do have to think about that at this point, right? Because if you're Jesse and you're the biggest threat potentially left and you cannot win a challenge, at least it doesn't seem like he's coming close to any of these challenges. Um, you know that there's a decent chance you could be in fire making if you get to final uh, final four. That being said, I think it is something to think about. The question is, was it the right move to get rid of Sammy now? Or is this something you could have done later? And that's kind of what Cody was arguing, right? Cody was saying, I'd rather get out Cassidy now because I don't really trust her. And he seen, you know, Cody seemed to think that Cassidy was definitely a bigger threat than uh, Sammy. Um, but I do think Jesse's idea of, you know, driving that wedge between Carla and Cassidy uh, and, you know, keeping them both around was the right idea, right? Because, Ultimately, you're doing everything you could to keep the target off your back at this point, especially when, you know, Jesse's target is completely growing in this game, even though it may not seem like it now. I can tell you it definitely is growing, right? So I think it's the right move for Jesse for sure to take out to take out Sammy. And at least, you know, the idea of Carla potentially voting for Cassidy, like that was the right idea, even though we saw that Carla clearly found out about the vote at the end and did not end up voting uh, Cassidy, she ends up voting the right way and votes Sammy. However, we've seen the coming attractions for next week that clearly uh, it gets back to Cassidy uh, that Carla was planning on voting for her. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. It may turn out to be that Jesse's plan, despite Carla not voting the wrong way, happens to work for him anyway. Yeah, I think it's interesting. And this is why I think Jesse is such a great player. I think honestly, whether he wins or not, and I'm, I'm really hoping he does, one of the better players we've seen in the, in the new era, for sure. Maybe one of the best players we've seen in a while. I mean, people are already saying if Jesse wins, you know, with how dominant he's playing, where does he compare to some of these other great players? But I think it's so interesting, though, because you would think to yourself, and I think this is where you have, like, different levels of thoughts. And I think Peridium a long time ago had a video on this about – like how deep does your thought level go in Survivor? And that kind of shows how great of a player you are. Because most people would say, oh, Carla wants to vote out Cassidy? That's great. She's clearly making a wrong move. She wants to take out her number one ally. Let's take Cassidy out because that weakens Carla. And maybe Carla has to come to us. And most people would think, oh, that, that's a very easy move to make that I didn't have to pull the trigger on. Carla will get the heat of it and we take out her number one ally. But Jesse instead says, and I wish I wrote down the exact quote, but he goes like, I have like an alarm going off in my mind. Like something just doesn't seem right. Like if Carla's willing to let Cassidy go, 
maybe Cassidy's not the right one to go. If Carla's on board with this and Carla will be on board with it next week if Cassidy stays, why don't I get somebody else out like Sammy who's a threat, but I'll still make Carla get the heat for it anyway. So I think that just shows how Jesse is thinking about this game and he's always thinking about his future plans so clearly to set him up in the next couple of votes, I feel like. I think that's what's been so impressive about Jesse, right? Is like, one, like he's clearly running things. Two, he's always thinking on that deeper level. And this is kind of what was, you know, so impressive about Omer as well. Is like a vote would be happening with Omer in season 42. And he would completely be like, well, maybe this is not the right way to go for me. And completely switch in another direction. And nobody really caught on to it until the end. Um, until final six, ironically, which will be out next week. Now, Jesse, not only does he have at least an idol in his possession that nobody knows about while doing all this um he also seems to be kind of keeping a low profile like i'm not sure that other than you know clearly owen kind of sees him as a little bit of a threat because owen had that one confessional where he was like i can't trust jesse as far as i can throw him that's really like the first time we've kind of heard somebody say that about jesse we did hear last week gabler say that he's concerned about jesse and cody as a pair but we didn't really see him single out jesse that was kind of the first time we've seen jesse sing- uh singled out by anybody so maybe owen's onto it clearly gabler's onto it but we you know in terms of you know sammy who just was eliminated in terms of cassidy in terms of carla we have not really heard them be concerned uh be concerned at all about jesse so i think you know it just speaks to jesse's game how you know people don't necessarily realize that he's the one pulling the strings right now and that's what's been so impressive about him yeah, and what we've been talking about for weeks is that does Jesse manage to stay under the radar or does he eventually get exposed? And I think each week we keep getting little teases of, oh, is Gabler going to rat out Jesse and make a move against him? Is Owen going to do something about it? And granted, this all could pay off in something happening next week or at the Final Four, but as of right now, it just seems like Jesse is kind of running the show with Cody. It's kind of like a pretty dominant duo and people just don't seem much the wiser. I think you you texted me and you reminded me that in one of his exit interviews, James said, I forgot if it was to Dalton Ross or Mike Bloom or Rob, but he said, like, I didn't really see them as much of a tight pair out there. And I think that just shows you how the perception to us on TV is different than it is out there. But clearly they're kind of pulling the strings and nobody is really onto it. The mo- Again, the most we saw was last week Gabler go to Carla and say, hey, I think Jesse and Cody are kind of running the show. Let's put a pin in it. But that never even came up this week. All we saw, like you said, was Owen saying, oh, well, I can't really trust Jesse that much. I don't want to be left out of the votes. And I think Jesse, even though he did a great job, and I don't know the one thing that I was worried about, because I feel like Jesse is somebody who's very careful with his words. Like if you, if you realize last week when he went to Gabler, he didn't say, I want to take out... Um, Oh crap! Who went home last week? But Noel. Noel. <laughs> like, who went home? I was looking at the jury. I was looking at the jury. I was like, okay. I was like, Janine, James, Ryan. I'm like, shoot, who was last next? But um, basically, when they took out Noel, he didn't go to Gabler and say, "I want Noel gone." He goes, "So Cody thought it'd be a good idea maybe to take out Noel." So Co- he's very good with his words. The one thing I thought, and I wanted your thoughts on this, that he, I thought he was a little bit sloppy with was he said verbatim to Cody and to Owen, now to two people left out of the six, I want Carla to vote the wrong way. I want to make Carla look bad by voting the wrong way, and that will drive a wedge between her and Cass. Now, if that never gets back to Carla, obviously this was a great move for Jesse because Carla's going to be kind of in a bad spot if she had voted incorrectly. 
But all it like like you texted me with your different theories, all it takes is for Owen to run back to Carla, or if Cody wants to make a big swing, just someone has to just tell her this is all Jesse's fault. And then this just comes back to bite him. So what do you think about his word choice there? Yeah, I think that, you know, it's kind of clear to me that if Jesse does not win this game, it'll either be because he couldn't win a final immunity challenge and couldn't make fire or because he had too much trust in Owen and Gabler when he probably should not have. Right. So, and we could talk, you know, we'll get to in this podcast later, later on this episode, Um, we'll get to what we think could happen next week, but I do think that, you know, it kind of feels like Jesse is playing with fire a little bit. And I would feel more strongly about that had he not had multiple idols to protect him. Right. So, you know, we're at the final six now and he has, look, we're going to say he has one idol. Cause I, I I'm going to imagine Cody's getting that idol back. Right. If Cody has no plans to give it to him back, let's just say Cody just wins the next two immunities. Then Jesse does have two idols. So Yeah. I think the difference between like a Jesse and Omer is Omer didn't have anything to protect himself with last season. So it's hard to play that game the whole way through. If you have nothing to protect yourself. However, if you have idols, then you could be a little bit more aggressive in the fact that you have ammo if needed to protect yourself. So as long as he is able to sniff out things that are potentially coming in the future, I think he'll be all right. But you know, obviously things could change. Um, I want to talk about Cassidy a little bit here. Because obviously we mentioned she's the alternate vote, uh, or the the fake out vote, I should say. You know, yeah. we kind of made it seem like it could be it could be her, but it wasn't. Um, you know, a few interesting things. So obviously we had Cody who was really pushing for Cassidy to go home. This was really the first time we've seen all season Jesse and Cody disagree. And Cody has a confession that's really like where he's like, We started the game together, we have to finish together. Um and and uh and we have to get on the same page. Um I thought that was interesting to me. It like kind of confirmed to us that J- that Cody's plan is to go at least to the final four with Jesse. Right. Um, that seems to be his plan. Um, that being said, I'm wondering, and maybe I'm just reading into the preview of next week a little bit too much. I'm wondering if this rubs Cody the wrong way and wakes him up a little bit. Now that Jesse got his way in this vote and is like, well, you know, at some point, some of these moves are going to have to be my moves and not all Jesse's moves. And I'm wondering if he, you know, gets opened up to maybe playing and flipping on Jesse at some point, or at least making a big move for himself. Um, that's kind of what I get out of all this. Also, with Cassidy, I think Cody may have had a point because if you listen to, and I didn't listen completely to uh, Sammy's exit interviews, I just read a few things. Sammy pointed out in his exit interview, he said that he saw Jesse and Cass as the two quote unquote mafia bosses, right? So based on the edit, you, of course, you say, yeah, obviously Jesse is that, but for her, for him to point out as Cass as somebody who is a quote unquote mafia boss and his description, his definition of that was, if you go for them, you go home. That was pretty, that was pretty interesting to me. So maybe the rest of the cast sees Cassidy as a bigger threat than even Carla at this point, which, you know, we, we were kind of discussing this last week is like, you know, we're being shown Carla's point of view of, of everything going on. So it makes it seem to us like Carla is the one on top of that alliance. Maybe, you know, maybe it, maybe that is true, but also maybe some people on the cast see it as the other way where Cassidy is the one running the ship there. 
Uh, I just thought that was interesting. Maybe I'm reading too much in, into an exit interview. I don't want to read too much into that because we just thought Dwight Lyon is exit interview literally like a few weeks ago. Yeah, right. But that was just something to point out. I think Cassie's clearly a huge threat, and they keep mentioning her literally every week at this point. So just something to point out. Yeah. <laughs> I see Stephen Fishback, I mean, always says, you know, exit interviews aren't canon. And especially with Dwight kind of lying in his, I mean, that kind of proves it to be true. But um, yeah, I, th- I think that like goes back to what I was saying that we as the audience, we see players differently because we have, we ha- it's weird because we have a lot of knowledge when it comes to advantages and who has what and who's aligned with who, but we also don't get to see everything. So us and the players see things very differently. So yeah, I feel like if you, if I talk to some fans, they would say, okay, we're, we're more casual viewers and you know, Cassidy's are, she's fine, but she's not doing that much. Then you have people like us who watch the episodes. We kind of podcast, we look into some exit interviews and we kind of f- figure out from other players and from what we're seeing. No, Cassidy's actually doing some good stuff and Cassidy's playing a good under the radar game. Um, but I think that just shows you that we don't kind of understand what people's perceptions of others are. Like if you remember in tribal council, um, when Sammy was talking and he was like, I'm, I'm going to play my shot in the dark. I'm going to um, make a swing here. You see Noel and James like, yes, like, yes, Sammy, like go, go get him, go get him. And it's like, oh, wow, the jury might be pulling for Sammy if Sammy can make it to the end there, which I don't know if I would have guessed people on the jury were all going to be rooting for Sammy, especially after Sammy kind of flip flopped on some of them. But I think that just shows you how people perceive others in the game. And I think that goes back to what you were saying with Cody, where they see Jesse and Cassidy as the mafia bosses. And with with Cody's, I guess, chill personality, they don't really see him as much of a threat. But I really do think that Cody does deserve more credit, maybe more so than I've been giving him, because he's really running things with uh, Jesse. And I I think the other thing that you said was, um, you know, are we going to see Cody make a move because this is the first time they've kind of disagreed and I feel like, I mean, it could go either way. Like, obviously, this could be a, a tiny hint that Cody makes a swing at Jesse at some point, or maybe Owen does. But you also could think back to moments where, like, Dom, Dom and Wendell disagreed on a vote, or JT and Steven disagreed on a vote. And it was like, oh, well, can I really go with JT, or can I really go with Wendell? And then they ended up never flipping on each other. So it could be a hint of something to come, or it could just be they're, they're, they're bros and they're, they're going to work through it. Yeah, I think I think you make a lot of good points there, and I want to get to the chronolo- you know, chronological of the episode. We'll go through everything real quick, and then I want to get to where this leaves us for final six and how we see kind of the end game playing out from here, at least next week's vote. Um, but you know, we had a lot of things happen throughout this episode, so I want to definitely get into that. Um, we kind of you know begin this episode, you know, coming off last tribal council uh, where Sammy's all disappointed, right? This is like the first vote. That doesn't go his way. And then you have like the polar opposite where it's just like Owen who's disappointed, but he realizes that he has basically never voted the right way. So whereas Sammy has vo- have voted the right way every time and then now is getting left out. Owen's like, oh, again, now uh, I still cannot be left into a vote. And Gabler's trying to, you know, explaining to Owen that, you know, he wanted to let him know what was going on, but couldn't because it was right before trial council. Um, and one interesting thing that I thought is that Gabler articulates to Owen and says, I have a plan that'll get us to the final three. We didn't see anything of Gabler swaying any kind of vote in this episode in terms of the final seven, right? Um, obviously, it was a we saw last week to kind of end the strategizing where he goes up to Carla and is like, uh, Jesse and Cody are a problem. We need to break them up. And then kind of mm-hmm. nothing comes out of it this week. But we do have that moment at the beginning where he says to Owen, I have a plan to get us to the final three. So it feels like we're kind of 
you know, the storyline's kind of building up with Gabler and we don't really have a resolution to it yet. So I'm curious to see how that, you know, plays out going forward. Do you have any thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, this, I mean, like you said, it was kind of cool seeing two sides of the same coin in a way where Sammy's usually on the right side of the vote. And for once he was kind of left out of it and he's kind of struggling with that. And we, and we get that great segment where it's really awkward and funny with him getting the Dodo music where he's like, yeah, no, I, I didn't vote for you, Carla. And Je- Jesse's like, like, okay, okay, sure. You, you, didn't, you didn't vote for Carla, sure. Uh, and then finally they're like, well, let's, let's just go ask people. And then Sammy's like, fine, 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 I did it. And people are like, well, we, we can't trust Sammy anymore, clearly. And this was kind of spelling Sammy's downfall. And then you have Owen who is saying he's, he's Charlie Brown and the football just keeps getting yanked from him. And all the other peanut characters are kind of picking on him. But no, I'd be curious to see what Gabler wants to do to get him and Owen to the final three. I'm wondering who Gabler wants to go with. Because I feel like last week, I, I felt like the whole episode until he voted Noel out, Gabler seems pretty high on Noel. So now I'm wondering, does Gabler want to go with Cass now? Does he maybe want to go with Carla? I don't think he wants to go with Cody and Jesse. So it's, I think it's got to be one of the girls. Um, but I feel like it's going to be interesting to see what Gabler wants to do next week because we keep getting these, these hints that he wants to make a move and he wants to, I, he keeps saying that he's the alligator and he's hiding under the water. He's going to jump up and snap up. But I really want to see how he, how he, how he, does he want to get himself and Owens the final three? Yeah. I, again, I'm, we're, we're, we're all waiting for Gabler to at least kind of make an attempt at making this move, right? Or maybe it ends up being Owen and Gabler together. Maybe it ends up being more Owen. You know, we kind of both, you know, see them fearing Jesse at this point, right? So to me, and I, I texted you my theory on this of what they may try to do. And again, it's it's easy to sit here and say this is what they could do. Mm-hmm. It's much harder to pull off and execute and think that neither Jesse nor Cody nor anybody else who's involved in the plan will one screw it up, will not will one not screw it up, or two, uh, it won't get back to them, right? To me, this screams the perfect opportunity for Owen and Gabler to pull a 3-2-1 vote. What do I mean by that? Obviously, 3-2-1, we've seen it before. It's always one of the most exciting moves in Survivor. You have Gabler, who was talking to Carla last episode. You have Gabler, who clearly plans on going far with Owen. So if them three were to vote, either Jesse and Cody, and then this whole Carla bashing heads thing is potentially going on next week it's a perfect distraction to pull off the three two one so if cassidy and carla are banging heads then you know you act like you're splitting votes between cassidy and carla you tell jesse and cody to uh put their votes on uh cassidy you tell cassidy to put her vote on carla and then you tell you know you know you, you maneuver it like that so that Three votes go to either Jesse or Cody. Two votes go to Cassidy, who's not in on the plan. And then one vote goes to Carla. Um, and then you have a 3-2-1. However, based on what I've seen from Jesse so far, plus the fact that he has an idol or two, it makes me doubtful that something like this could actually work, right? It's like, every, like you know, Jesse's the type of player to me to think that you know, something is going to happen wrong to him. Like, I think, I think he'd be able to like sniff out that something doesn't feel right. Right. Like it seems like yeah. he's been trusting Gabler a ton. Um, and if you saw, you know, again, this is another thing that I'm taking from Sammy's exit interview. So take with a grain of salt. 
Sammy said that he was, you know, realizing that he realized at, at tribal council, that he was definitely going home because Gabler was not giving him the same vibes that he normally gave him. So mm-hmm. when you have such a straight shooter, like Gabler, could Gabler actually pull off a move like that? Maybe it's Owen who leads the move more, but even still, I, I, I'm doubtful that Jesse would trust Owen to the point where it would work on him. Whereas Gabler, I doubt that Gabler could, you know, pull it off sneakily enough to make it happen. Um, Cause we haven't, you know, we've seen him kind of decent with strategy the last few episodes. We haven't seen him, you know, completely sharp with strategy like that. So, you know, given Jesse's ammo, given, um, you know, Gabler and Owens, not so great track record of voting correctly or pulling off a big move. I'm skeptical that it works. That being said, I would not be surprised if it's at least attempted next week. Cause I would think that a big move has to come soon. I mean, you're kind of running out of time, right? Um, so just, you know, interesting to watch with Gabler. Uh, who knows if that ends up happening? Maybe next week is just a Cassidy versus Carla, and that ends up being the vote, uh, you know, one or the other. But it is interesting to see, um, you know, how this whole Gabler thing is going to play out. Is he going to be able to get to the final three? Um, or are people going to, like, look at him and say, you know what? Everyone kind of has Gabler in the final three plans. Plus, maybe he's playing a little bit better than we think. Um, he's kind of, you know, in the middle. Why don't we just vote him out? Who knows? Yeah. And I think even though we're at the final six, there's obviously still a lot of interesting game to play. I mean, granted, we only have two votes left before final four fire making, but not only could we see a three, two, one, which is obviously always super exciting in terms of a, of a plurality vote, but you know, we also have th- for better or for worse, three idols heading into final six. And let's just say, you know, I'm making this up. Let's just say Carla uses one. Cody uses one, Jesse uses one, and Owen has immunity, then you're looking at, you know, Cassidy or Gabler going home. Like, so because we have, we could have a plurality vote, but we could also have idols being played. It's not super clear how the end game is going to go. And and the one thing I actually want to say as well about Gabler in this opening segment before we kind of move on is Shannon's brought up a really great point in her interview with Rob and in the, um, in their feedback show and I think this Dylan, we're seeing an, another evolution of the game where it's one thing we saw Tony do really well in Winners at War, and I think we've seen other people do this as well, but it wasn't like as talked about. Is Tony used time to his advantage? Like Tony would tell people to move, like Nick or whoever, right before tribal, like ten minutes before, because then you can't. That person doesn't have time to break up the vote. They don't have time to scramble and change things up. And last week we see Jesse go to Gabler last minute and say. Gabler, here's what we're, we're voting Noel. Here's what we're doing. But here's the thing, though. And I feel like you could say, oh, the game has evolved. You, you want to use time to your advantage, and you want to tell people at the last minute so they can't screw up your plans. And I feel like for some players, players who are a bit more naive, maybe players who are younger, I think that works. For someone like Gabler, I noticed that last week and this week, he was like, I don't appreciate being brought into a vote last minute like I'm an afterthought. Like, if you tell me, me, Cody, and Jesse are the three amigos – and we're kind of swinging in the middle, I should be in on the plan with you from the jump instead of you coming to me in the last 10 seconds, like, okay, Gabler, just vote this way. So I feel like we're seeing an evolution of the game where super fans like us may want to go play Survivor and use time to our advantage, but we got to be careful because if we keep bringing people in at the last minute, they're going to be like, are Ryan and Dylan kind of leaving me as an afterthought? Like, am I really a big part of their game here? So I just thought it was interesting how we saw the game evolve in some ways, but now I feel like we're kind of maybe taking a step back also. Yeah. I think, I think you make, you make an interesting point there. It's just like, 
I can't imagine Gabler Gabler pulling off a Tony type move where he tells everybody at the last minute, especially given the fact that, like you said, uh, if he doesn't like that it happens to him, I doubt that uh, he, you know, a straight shooter like Gabler is going to do that to somebody else. So it'll be interesting to see. Another thing that happened early in this episode that, again, you know, we're just finding out now that Carla told Cassidy about her idol. So there, there goes, uh, there goes uh, somebody keeping a secret about an idol. Uh, <laughs> like we, we thought we we're like, oh, Carla, Carla kept a secret the entire game about her idol, even though the beads thing happened. And meanwhile, I guess everybody knows that she has it. Right. Um, I, I cannot believe that, like, just the way this whole thing happened was really interesting. She voluntarily told Cassidy about her idol and then got nervous when Sammy pointed out that Cassidy knew about her idol. So I was like, to me, I was like, like, why? Like, to me, this seems like the point where, you know, late in the game where a player who is in a really good spot is just completely getting paranoid over something that's probably not worth getting paranoid over. Um, I mean, for her to like really buy Sammy's story about, you know, Cassidy, you know, potentially trying to go after Carla. That was like, that was like crazy to me because literally, you know, we, we saw it when Cassidy and Carla sat down on that log to talk. Cassidy was like, Sammy's about to just try to, you know, pin us against each other. And like, she calls it out without even hearing what Sammy and Carla's conversation was. So to me, you know, it's interesting to see Carla playing so well and then kind of get fooled by that entire thing right away. Um, So yeah, I thought that whole, that whole sequence was kind of interesting. And look, if this ends up being what pins Carla and Cassie against each other, I think that's, that's pretty crazy. Honestly, I, not what I would have expected based on how the season is going. Yeah, I, I, I mean, again, we've, we've been praising Carla for the longest time on this podcast, and I, and I still feel like Carla is in a decent spot to win, and I, and I think she's played a really great game. Um, but I will say it was surprising that from what we saw, it looked like Carla kind of ate up what Sandy was saying about, you know, Cass mentioned your name first, and then Carla's like, okay, well, now that's scary because she knows about my idol, so maybe Sammy does have some truth here like i can't trust sammy fully because he flips back and forth but she does know about my idol now granted we never saw when this happened this could have happened the day before this could have happened five days ago we, we, we just don't know but um and also technically it was in black and white like we didn't even see what color buff it was but so it probably was like a few days ago but like it was interesting how she's saying early on now i really wonder if I can trust Cassidy. And then even later this episode, she seems to want to go after Cassidy. I just found it so interesting that and even Sammy was like, I can't believe Carla wants to get Cass out. That's so weird to me. But I mean, I, I guess we'll see what happens there. I Here's the thing about, about, about this whole thing. I think Carla's in the right of not wanting to go to the end with Cassidy because it could be hard to differentiate your games, right? So we speak, we speak about that on this podcast the whole time. However, when somebody's that close to you, it final seven feels like maybe a little bit too early to do it. If you're going to do that, that feels like a final five boot or like uh, even send them the fire. If you don't think that uh, you could beat them or you think you'll have a hard time, right? It's like, you know, it, it just doesn't seem like seven would be the right time to make that move. And even if, you know, it just, I, I, I was just shocked by it, honestly. Like yeah. it blew my mind that, uh, but- that, Carla was considering making that move. I, I again, I think she's right in terms of the long term game. I think she's wrong in terms of you know the timing. I and you know what's funny? I I just thought about this. It could even be simpler than that. Like I mean, maybe she did 
believe in what Sammy said, but I feel like even simpler, Carla is just a very, she's a very careful player. Like every time someone gets some information on her or somebody gets too much power, she takes it out. Like she took out Geo when Geo said, I have knowledge as power. And she's like, crap, he might take my idol. So Geo's got to go. James does the same thing. He says to her, I have Geo's knowledge as power. James got to go. I'm wondering if when she told Cass about her idol, it's possible they were just, you know, talking and Carla kind of let it slip like in the moment, like, yeah, I have the idol. And maybe in hindsight, she kind of regrets saying it. And now in her mind, she's like, well, whether or not Sammy is correct, doesn't even matter. The fact is she knows for sure about my idol. And if I take her out before she can snitch on me, I, I can use my idol at six or five and I don't need to worry about being blindsided with it. So I'm wondering whether or not she did believe Sammy I think she just wants to always cover her tracks and make sure people don't have dirt on her. And I, and I, and I can give her credit for wanting to be a careful player, even though it is her number one ally. Yeah. But if you're, if you're Carla also like, yes, I understand that. But also like, does she really think that Cassidy's the only one who knows about her idol? I mean, the beads, the beads thing was a thing on every single beach. You would think that at this point people had to have figured it out. Like, Maybe Gabler again. Maybe Gabler bought the story that she gave him, but like I can't imagine that the others bought it too much. But no. But last week we had a confessional from Jesse, and again, this is why I feel like the editing's been kind of crazy. Where Jesse was like, "We know Carla has it." I'm like, right. "We've never seen that mentioned before." But I think you're right, though. Even though Cass knows for a fact, she hasn't told anyone else. But Jesse, at least, and maybe others, have pieced together. Maybe Carla does have something. She just hasn't admitted it to us yet. Yeah, I, I think we'll we'll maybe see see more about this conflict next week. And if it's again, maybe this ends up being I, I, I think at this point it's going to be a real conflict based on what we saw in the in the preview. But also maybe they end up you know just like getting past it and saying we have we need each other to get to the end. And, and yeah. but you know who knows. Um, but yeah, now we have uh, the advantage part portion of the episode, which was a lot of fun in my opinion. How many times? How many times did people run right past this advantage? I thought it was Ooh. pretty. I thought it was pretty creative by Survivor because you know whenever there's an advantage, quote unquote, hidden hidden in the jungle somewhere. Of course, you're thinking in a tree, uh, like in terms of like in between the branches, in a hole in the tree, uh, at the, uh, digging at the base of a tree, in a bush. You're not thinking like actually taped in plain sight to the to the tree, right? So I think the fact that like Survivor like painted the uh, the advantage when it was like to like make it blend in more, mm-hmm. that was pr- I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I personally enjoyed watching everybody go for that advantage, and then we could talk about the actual advantage, which I like the the actual advantage, which was basically uh, I forgot what they called it, but choose uh, your champion. Choose your champion. Um, basically, you just had to put a bet on somebody not named you to win the immunity challenge. And if you got it, then you got immunity. Obviously a huge advantage at that point in the game, if you could correctly predict um, who was going to win the challenge. Um, that being said, the reason I think I liked it is because it, like knowledge of power did not pop right back into the game. And I yeah, and, and a fourth idol did not get thrown into the game. Uh, a steal of voted final seven did not get thrown into the game. Like this was something that was a one, a short term thing. And two, it was, something that statistically did not have a high chance of hitting, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously some certain people have better odds to win that challenge than other people. That being said, technically, if you know, you're giving everybody an even shot, then Cody still had a one in six chance of actually being, you know, being correct on his answer. So 
I liked it, especially because it gave us like, you know, it, it made the challenge more exciting as well. I, I really did like that. Not that the, and again, we'll get into the challenge, not that the challenge wasn't already exciting, but it definitely uh, mm. made the challenge more exciting. And yeah, I, I think it was, it was very interesting. Yeah. So a, cu- a couple of things about this. Number one, I, the, the double entendre Dylan wasn't lost upon me because early on, not, not, not that this matters, but we always have ep- uh, episode titles and right away we get it from Gabler where Gabler says, I'm, you know, I'm the Al Gabler, I'm hiding in plain sight. But this is a, this has double meaning because not only did Gabler say it, the advantage was literally hiding in plain sight. And yeah, it's, it was so funny seeing them all, like you said, walk past it. And I know like we were, the players were probably screaming at the TV that it was right there. I always go back to um, that quote from Russell Swan in Philippines where he was like, I'm going to see a flash on the screen and it's going to be right there. And you see like the idol, like flash, like right next to his face. So I love when the editors just troll the players like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, good for Cody for, for finding it. Um, I also like choose your champion. I don't think it's super overpowered. I mean, you have a chance to bet on somebody and you know what the challenge is, but it's not like a guarantee that you'll get it. The one thing I will say though, and granted this might be, results oriented thinking because we had two winners of the immunity challenge so it made it look worse we had three people safe at seven dylan so basically half the cast was safe and i feel like i don't want to see half the cast safe at seven now it technically should have been two of seven but that was a fluke thing um we i actually went back and looked we actually saw choose your champion before but slightly different we saw this back in islands of the idols when lauren went to robin sandra island (laughs) and she was told okay, you get a chance to pick um, who you think can win. I think, and I think she picked Nora or she, yeah, I think she picked Nora, but um, she had a chance to choose who she thought was going to win, but that was at the final nine. And I feel like if I like this advantage, I, I'd be fine. I, I'm happy to see it again. I would just prefer it like a little earlier in the merge rather than final seven. But, what but was the, yeah. What was your thoughts on, like, I saw a lot of this being debated. What were your thoughts on the fact that it was not being read until after the votes were cast? whether he got it right or not. Um, would, so, you rather, would you rather have it read after the challenge um, so everyone knows he's safe, or are you fine with reading it after the votes? I saw arguments on both sides, and I'm, I'm not sure where I come down on it, so I, I would love to hear if you have a firm stance. But on one hand, someone's like, that's essentially when idols are played. Like Jeff revealed it after the votes, but before he read them, and Cody got his immunity then, which you could argue is like an idol. So that's one argument for it being fine. Someone else's argument was like, it, like basically he's meant to get the same advantage as the immunity winner, but this is more advantageous for him because even if he's wrong, why would you even risk voting for Cody if you don't even know for sure that he's eligible to get well, a vote? So yeah, go yeah. Well, it, the the you would you could still vote for him technically, right? Because Right. You are like, it, it's like an idol, right? So like, if you know yeah. somebody has an idol, there's no guarantee that they're going to play it. Right. So you, they could, they could do like a vote split on Cody if they really want him out badly. And if he, you know, if he ends up being uh, not safe, then the vote is, you know, a vote split. So let's just say it's, I don't know, uh, three, three, one or something like that. It goes to a revote. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you could, you could figure something out at some point where, you know, you split votes like an idol that if he's safe, then the other person will go home. But if he's not safe, then it's a tie and you just re-vote and vote him out. But yeah, it, it you know, I, I think that there's also a good point. Like if you, like, it is kind of like an idol, honestly. 
do you um before we get to the challenge do you agree with me that you like it but you would want to see it earlier or you have no problem with it being kind of around this point in the game i'm really i'm okay with it being at final seven again i think that you know everything went wrong in terms of what survivor you know survivor probably wanted him to him to have immunity so but everything went wrong in terms of the immunity challenge so i think it was just a fluke thing that this happened the same week um and it ended up being three out of seven players safe uh and we could get to the immunity challenge and your thoughts on it um, <laughs> that it was insane like I, I cannot i cannot believe that uh carla and owen lasted two hours and 45 minutes under the water on that thing that's rid- i I cannot imagine myself lasting more than five or 10 minutes on that thing without panicking. Um, it would be a nightmare for me. And plus we saw that the swells of water, they were like underwater for a good, like what, like 10, 20 seconds, probably each like swell. And it was like the fact that they were able to keep coming up from that and keep going. It was, it was extremely impressive. And before the challenge, I would have guessed personally that Cody, like Cody said, I think I'm the favorite. I probably would have guessed Cody was going to win this challenge. Mm-hmm. And for Carla and Owen to do that well was ins- insanely impressive. What were your thoughts on, and again, I know this was another debate. Uh, what were your thoughts on the fact that they just said, well, the tide's going down, there are going to be two winners. Would you have rather them do something else to decide the immunity winner? Or at that point, were you just fine with giving them both immunity for their incredible accomplishment? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, is that I feel like it was fine because the way the challenge is designed is that, you know, the tide is meant to keep going up and up and up until it reaches its top. And then someone, as we've seen before, I mean, this is a classic challenge. I love seeing last, it's called Last Gasp, which is a pretty disturbing uh, challenge uh, name. But basically we've seen it three times before, Dylan. We saw it in Palau. We saw it in Micronesia and we saw it in uh, Karamoan um, and it's super classic. We've only seen it a few times, but I love when they bring back old challenges like they did. Um, what was the classic challenge that they had last week or two weeks ago? It was the, um, I'll, I'll remember it, but basically the, uh, the stacking, the, the, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah, 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 the house of cards basically. Um, but, but I, I, like you said, I do enjoy watching it because it's obviously a classic challenge. Like you said, I would not last more than five minutes. I may not even choose to play. Like this is horrifying to me. I would absolutely hate this challenge. Honestly, the only reason why I would partake in it. um, I don't know if you remember this, but back in Palau, the twist was the first person who lost had to go to exile Island. So if anything, I would at least play to ensure I don't go to exile but other than that, I would tap out second immediately because I, I would not want to do that for more than 10 minutes. So I was mega impressed in both yeah. Carla and in Owen. Again, um, it's easy to sit here and be like, oh, uh, it should have been two immunity winners. And at the same time, it's like they sh- they they shattered the records. They literally beat the tide. Like, I think I don't think Survivor thought it was possible for somebody to last that long, obviously. So. I was okay with giving them both immunity. It just so happened that Cody also happened to have the advantage that they couldn't switch at that point. And Cody happened to choose the right person. So it was three out of seven immune and I was okay with it. I thought it was, it was a pretty incredible challenge. Yeah. I think, um, and first of all, credit to Cody, because obviously, I mean, he's not going to pick himself, of course, even though he thought he had a good chance at it, but he clearly knew that Owen, you know, being around him since the merge is somebody that probably not only could be cool under pressure, but Owen being someone on the bottom is going to fight for it until he physically can't do it anymore. So I think Cody obviously made a clearly made a good bet, but um, 
Yeah, no. I mean, when this challenge is over two hours and 45 minutes, the tide has now gone down. And at this point, they could just keep staying there because the water won't go back up for a while. And it just comes down to, are they cold enough to just get out? Um, I feel like it's, it's right to just call it there. I, I don't think it's soft. I mean, I think the challenge was just never going to end at that point. I mean, we've seen times before, I think in Caramoan, Andrea and Brenda were doing that challenge in the water, like on the uh, pyramid triangles thing. And they both weren't stepping down. So they were like, oh, how about we make a, a new phrase where we have to go on one leg? And then someone immediately fell off. But this one was not going to end for a while, clearly. So I was fine with them just giving it to both of them. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Um, now, is there anything else in this episode that you want to go over before we start looking forward to next week? So before we look forward to next week, I mean, we talked a lot about the vote and we talked about the pre-tribe scrambling. Um, I mean, we already talked about how Sammy was clearly a threat in terms of fire making. And I think it was interesting that now that we get towards the end game, fire making is more of a part of the storyline narrative. Um, I do also want to just say quickly that I just feel like, I guess I, I guess I was still surprised that Carla was like, you know what? I may be doing something crazy, but I do want to go after Cassidy because she knows about my idol. And that's where I, I said, like, you know, credit to, um, you know, credit to Co Jesse, I guess, for saying we could just get rid of her number one ally. But if she's willing to do it, eh, is it the right move? So I, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let, right before we get to get into questions, let's talk about what we think is going to happen next week and in the end game. Um, I gave you my theory of what Gabler's big plan could be. Um, I get, you know, what I think, you know, I think Gabler and Owen are kind of in a prime spot to try to make something happen. The question is, are they able to make that happen with all the idols on the board? And it's going to be mm -hmm. tough. There's no question about that. Cause you know, I think that with all the great relationships that Jesse and Cody have, you know, it, it seems hard that they would catch them sleeping uh, mm -hmm. when they have idols in their pocket, given all the good relationships that they have. Yeah. with only six people left so it's almost hard for me to imagine it happening but i mean i still think it's possible i think it's mm -hmm. at least attempted and if it fails i could easily see it backfiring on whoever seems to be leading that charge so it's it's this is really interesting because from at a first glance like just just on paper it looks like we're entering the final six with three pairs it looks like it's cody and jesse carla and cassidy and Gabler and Owen, and those seem like pretty clear pairs. The interesting thing, though, is that Cody and Jesse are the tightest pair of those three, although you could argue they started to disagree. Does a crack start to form? Carla and Cassidy were good up until this week, and now it's – I don't want to read into the previews too much because we, we can't take them as fa at face value, but, you know, does Carla still want to go for Cassidy? Does, Carl, does Cassidy find out and go, oh, Carla's dead to me. Carla has to go. So there, that's those two having a bit of a friction. And then you have Gabler and Owen. And even though Gabler and Owen, they haven't really gotten along, as we saw earlier in the game, didn't really click well. Clearly, Gabler wants to go to the end with Owen. And I'm sure Owen thinks that he probably could beat Gabler because Gabler may not get the respect of the other players. I think you bring up a good point. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, out of these so-and-so pairs, does Gabler and Owen try to say, we're going to go for this pair instead of this one. And does it work or does it backfire on one of the two of them? Also, 
I can't even, am I even completely sure that Jesse's going to be the guy they go after? Maybe, maybe they go after Cody first, right? Cause like we said, they're doing a pretty good job of hiding what they're doing, especially Jesse. So, you know, is Jesse going to be the target of Jesse and Cody first? Obviously that's huge for Jesse. Um, but yeah, I think Cody's going to be seen as a pretty big threat as well, because one, he's shown he could win immunities and two, he's probably gonna be very, very likable sitting up there. So I don't think it's a sure thing that Jesse's the person that they go after if they go after that Jesse and Cody pair. And also, we have no idea, like we talked about how the idols are going to shake out because the idols expire at final five. So we still have two more weeks for them to be used. And I feel like I can't imagine all three idols make it to final five. Whether or not the users still have them or if they get voted out with them, I can't imagine all three idols get to final five. I feel like this week, either Carla or Jesse will use an idol. And I feel like I feel like Jesse would just be way too careless to just sit on them both. Whether he has to use one for himself or Cody, I feel like he has to use one of them. I just can't imagine he holds on to two until the next vote. And even though Cody and Jesse have been in lockstep this whole game, you just said maybe they go after Cody instead of Jesse. It would not surprise me, even though I think Jesse wants to kind of go with Cody to the end from what it seems like it would not shock me with how and even though Jesse is very fun to watch you could argue he's getting kind of like a fun villain edit in some ways and listen I always want more villains on Survivor but you could make the argument if Jesse finds out the plan is to go after Cody I think strategically he should still want Cody in the game with him to have an extra vote but it would not surprise me if Cody said Jesse goes if Cody goes here and he doesn't see it coming I could be in the final five with two idols, but then again, he only can use it on himself and one other person. So I think he shouldn't want Cody there, but it wouldn't surprise me if Jesse wants to keep Cody's idol all to himself possibly. Yeah. Well, he could basically use, use one of the idols and then vote him out and then use the other idol. Uh, that being said, I feel like it'd be hard to get Cody's vote if after you do that. So you'd have to really think about that. Um, and the other votes that you may get, um, that being said, just want to remind everybody, if you're watching right now, be sure to like the video and subscribe. Really helps us out. If you have any questions, we'll be answering them soon. So throw those in the chat. But yeah, it, it is really... The reason I love this season is because I feel like there's a lot of possibilities with the way this could end. Um, and I think that's something, whereas like, I wouldn't say at this point, but at least after like the final six of last season, we kind of figured out the way it was going to go. And this, I think, is pretty... I want to say almost wide open um yeah this has been a chaotic season <laughs> depending on depending on idle usage yes and i think with i'm now kind of revising what i said even though jesse could be pretty sneaky and try to get cody out to get his idol i think it's more i mean steven has always said and ron rob said this too like what's more important an ally that you can fully trust or an idol and i think an ally having that extra vote is always i think more important than an idol and Assuming Cody stays loyal to Jesse, and we've seen no signs so far other than their slight disagreement that they are ever going to turn on each other, you want to have Cody with you at the end, and you want to have each other. Because if you go to Final Four as a pair, your chances of getting to the to Final Two together or Final Three together, you could argue, is like 50%. Because if one of you wins the challenge, you bring the other with you, basically. But assuming that's what, that's what's going to happen unless Cody says, you know what, I can't beat Jesse, but we haven't seen that from him yet. Yeah, I can also see them planning to go to each go with each other to Final Four 
and then send the other one to fire. Like that's kind of what we saw from like Dom and Wendell, right? Is like Dom was sending Wendell to fire, um, and had that whole you know thing where he was like, "Should I go in and step up and beat him?" Like, you know, I think that's probably each of their plan at this point. Like, I really do. Um, the thing is that again, I go back to I, I try to keep thinking of ways you know that the underdogs could rise up here. I kind of keep thinking of ways that you know, Owen or Gabler or whoever else could pull a big move and how could Jesse or Cody or at least Jesse fall in this game. And based on what we've seen from Jesse so far, it's hard to imagine a scenario where he gets bamboozled in a three, two, one or something like that. Right. Cause like if he's given some, some, you know, if he's given simple directions like that from like a Gabler, right. All mm-hmm. of a sudden Gabler goes from somebody that, you know, if you're Jesse and you're saying to yourself, all right, Gabler is somebody that I've been able to give information to, and he's been able to trust me. Now he's coming to me with a potential move out of nowhere. That seems like it's like backwards, right? So to me, it's like, I feel like he's going to be able to sniff out something that's coming. Um, even if, you know, it's, you know, he's, even if, you know, a three, two, one or a blind side is in place and they're, and him and Cody are being told to vote Cassidy, whereas they're really mm-hmm. all voting somebody else. I can also see the other side of things where Jesse's like, all right, this seems like too easy of a vote. Like he just literally, like he just did. Like, yeah. well, maybe if everyone wants Cassidy gone, then maybe it's not the right move to vote out Cassidy. So it just it's hard based on the way he's playing with the late switch ups for me to imagine that he would be so complacent uh, and content with his position and with the with the way that somebody else wants the votes to go for him either not to play an idol or for him to just get tricked. So I think it's going to be yeah. incredibly hard to blindside him, which is why I kind of almost feel like maybe Cody is the one who gets blindsided and not Jesse. Yeah. I thought of actually one last thing before we get to questions really quickly. Um, We saw that, like you said, it was a six zero vote to get rid of Sammy. So everybody was in on the plan, including Carla, but we never saw who just like, just like with James, we never saw who let Carla in on the plan. Cause as far as we saw, it was going to be five to one with Carla being left out of the vote and Carla voting for Cassidy. So I want to ask you, Dylan, who do you think was the one to fill Carla in? I feel like I I have one of two guesses of who it was. I would guess that it's, it's tough, right? So like immediately you would eliminate uh, Jesse and Cody, right? From this. Cause they wanted to make, at least Jesse wanted to make, Carla looked not smart and wanted her to vote the wrong way. So I would assume that they both ended up on the same side of the argument eventually. Um, and they were like, all right, this is the right move. We have to try to make Carla look dumb here. Um, so I'm going to say it wasn't them, which would make, which would make it either Cassidy, uh, Owen or Gabler. I could, I could kind of, you know, obviously Gabler did it the last Gabler and Kat, uh, and Carla talk, uh, spoke before tribal, the last vote. So that's possible. Oh. Um, but also like, like Cassidy doesn't really know that Carla's like plotting against her yet. Right. Yeah. So, so I don't think, I don't think it could be Cassidy. So, well, no, I think it could be Cassidy though. Right. Cause like she, like, I'm trying to think if Carla was, okay. So the plan was to vote Sammy. Carla was being left out. I think it could be Cassidy. Cause Cassidy, again, Cassidy doesn't know yet that Carla wants her out. Right. That's like a next week thing. Right. The only thing I would say though, is that Jesse wanted to leave Carla out and everybody was going to vote out Sammy, except for Carla. She was going to vote Cass. So I feel like Cass wouldn't go to her and say, 
you're voting out Sammy, right? Because that's what Cassidy and Carla have already talked about, even though Carla was lying to her face saying, no, I'm actually going to vote you out. So I, I, I feel like my guess oh, – oh, oh. I feel okay. like it was oh my guess is that it was Owen. I for some reason I don't think it was Gabler that ran until Carla. I think it was Owen, maybe Gabler, and then the only other person that it could have been if Cody wanted to make a move was maybe Cody. But I'm gonna guess it was Owen that maybe tells Carla last minute, hey, it's actually gonna be Sammy. Throw your vote on Sammy. Yeah, I, it's tough, right? Like, yeah, I think it all likelihood. I'm gonna say. Based, yeah, it was probably Owen, Owen or Gabler, right? Um, and to me, that could set the tone for next week. Um, but yeah, I, I keep thinking. So, my other question to you is: Do you think? Um, and again, it's another question that I know was posed on uh, Robin Steven last night. You know, mm-hmm. I listened to that podcast, and you know, uh, plenty of other people have been talking about it on Twitter. Do you think that Owen and Gabler could pull off, you know, a big enough move slash end game here? to where either of them have a chance at the final three, or do you think it's like too much of an uphill battle at this point? Oh, oh I, I still think Owen has a chance. I know people have been kind of down on Owen because he's been left out of the vote so many times. And I think in the new era where we have a lot of gamers, people want to vote for someone who played a great game and had agency in the game. And if you were kind of just being dragged along and you didn't vote the right way, and you didn't, ha- you didn't have a stake in what was happening, I don't know if people can give you the credit. I mean, obviously, the last several winners, not just in the new era, but also, you know, Tony and Tommy and um, Chris, is, Chris is separate, but, you know, you know, Nick and Wendell, like, the winners are people who usually have a stake in the game, and they're kind of either running things or they're in on the boat. So the I feel like Owen has a tough road, but because Owen has had such a big underdog story that he had to kind of claw his way to get here, and he's won a couple challenges. I, I don't think it's – if Owen's there with the right people, I don't think it's impossible. For some reason, and even though anything can happen, I still feel like Gabler, no matter who he gets here, get there with, I don't think he can win no matter what. But Owen, if they get there with the right people, maybe Owen can win. Like I think if Owen's there with Jesse, he loses. I think if, if Owen's there with Carla, I think Owen loses. I think Owen can win if it's him, Gabler, and Cass maybe if it's him, Gabler, and Cody. I'm, I'm curious when Co- Gabler says, I want you in my final three plans, I'm curious who else Gabler wants with them. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of on the same page as you, I think. Um, obviously, if they were to pull off a big move and it gets to the end where it's Owen, Gabler, and uh, it's tough. Yeah, it really is tough to say who they would be to this point. I know. They, like, whoever they bring would need to be completely left out uh, of the end votes. Maybe it's like, uh, you know, based on, you know, it seems like Cassidy's stock is pretty high, so I don't really think they could beat Cassidy. Um, it would have to be like, maybe if like Cody gets there and they kind of pitch it like, you know, Jesse tells the Jesse is on the jury and kind of says, well, you were just kind of following whatever I did. Um, again, I can't really see that happening considering how close they are. But like if the jury sees it as if Jesse was running the show and Cody just kind of rode coattails, then maybe they could pull it off. But like, it's so hard for me to see them yeah. being able to beat any four of these people for me at this point. Again, I think it's possible for them to get votes, but it's definitely tough, whoever the third would be for them to beat. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say before we get to the questions is like, 
again, the editing is so hard to read. It's why I'm, I'm trying my best to not read the edits. I'm trying not even to mention it on the podcast so much because I'm like, you know, we just, we can't do, we can't predict it anymore. I feel like the one thing I'll say is that Survivor always does a great job at foreshadowing and they always do a great job at telling a story and making it, making an arc make sense. And and sometimes you don't even realize it until you rewatch the season or until you see highlights. But I, I never forgot how we were all sh- shocked and stunned when Chris Underwood won Edge of Extinction when it could have been Devin's, could have been Gavin, it could have been... Um, could have been maybe like Ron. Like we we never saw Chris coming until the last moment, and it was all it all went back to Chris Underwood saying on Edge of Extinction, like I came into this game wanting to play a perfect game. I got voted out third. I was not perfect at all, but I have to be okay with not being perfect, and maybe I can still do things not being perfect. But what happened in the end? Chris Underwood came back at final six and played a nearly flawless is a strong word, but he played a really strong game when he came back. So they, that was all tied back to that one confessional. So it wouldn't surprise me if the arc for Owen is like, I voted wrong all these different ways. And now he finally has his footing and he's doing, and now he's going to do well in the game. But Dylan, they also could be kind of taking the football from him again, where it's like, Owen votes wrong all this time. He finally votes the right way. And now he's a threat. And now he goes home next week. So like, yeah. you never know how the arc is going to end. Right. Right. I, I, yeah, I agree with that, but let, let's get to questions. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to th- uh, throw them in the comments and we will answer. Um, so we have a question from Jay here, you know, going back to our conversation about Sammy, when he got back to camp after the well, uh, the Noel vote where he would not admit that he voted out, uh, or not voted out, but he voted Carla. Um, Jay says with small numbers at final seven, it is it is not as easy to lie about about who you voted for. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah I mean that's exactly yeah. true. Like I'm shocked that he even tried to lie. Like how how is that gonna be? You know, it could work when you're Owen doing it at final ten, it, and you get split into two different camps uh, after immunity. It is not easy to do it um, at final seven. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. Um. So, okay, we have Jay asking a question here. So if Owen and Gabler, if Gabler's plan to bring Owen to the final three were to happen, who would be that third person? And that's kind of what we were just talking about. Like, I don't really know who it would be. My guess is that it's either Carla or Cassidy, but I don't know. We don't know for sure. My my gut feeling, and I, I could be wrong, it is Carla, only because I'm looking at how Gabler interacts with people. Because the big thing for Gabler this season was, how do people interact with him? And the biggest thing was, you know, Ellie starting off strong with him and then completely fumbling the bag with Gabler. I feel like Gabler likes Noel, but now that Noel's gone from last week's episode with him, with him talking to, to Carla right before tribal Dylan, I'm going to guess he wants to bring Carla, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's thinking Cass. Yep. Uh, next question from Jay again here. He says, I think the advantage should be before the votes are cast. Um, this is talking about the uh, choose your champion advantage. He says, I think the advantage should be before the votes are cast. It should be revealed right as tribal starts. This way uh, it could start a live tribal if that person is safe. Thoughts? I think it goes back to does Survivor want a live tribal? Uh, I think that they got a lot of backlash for having a lot of live tribals. And uh, ironically, we haven't seen it in a while, right? So it's like, do they, do they really want that live tribal? I don't know if they do at this point. 
I mean, look, live tribals, I feel like people either love them or they hate them. For me, I don't mind if it's live and people are whispering and they're like yelling out loud, like, okay, well, I want to vote for you now. I don't mind if it's live. I just don't want people to get out of their seats. I don't like when people stand in like huddles. I don't like that at tribal council. But in terms of people missing the live elements, I will say, Dylan, really quickly, I kind of miss live tribals, not from the getting up, but just from the craziness of it. Because one thing that I, I've heard all season long that we haven't talked about on the podcast, people think tribals are boring. And I kind of agree, even though I, I love tribal council, they take eight minutes of the episode, at least with tribal. And all we've gotten, Dylan, in the last season is analogies. Every week, survivors like this, survivors like this, survivors like a duck, survivors like a roller coaster, survivors like the medical room. It's like, that's all we talk about. And I feel like it's getting kind of boring. And I feel like we need either live tribals back or just something exciting to happen. Because I feel like they all feel the same now. I do agree with that, with the tribal being boring. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't mind live tribal. I'm just saying, like, I was just, you know, kind of referring to, like, some people didn't like live tribals. Yeah. So, you know, maybe they took that feedback. But let's get to the next question. Um, can you guys break down the different final three combos and who has the best chance to win in each combo? Um, I feel like, you know, we kind of just, I feel like we kind of just kind of alluded to a lot of different scenarios where, like, especially with Owen and Gabler, I think that if you're Jesse, the ideal final tribal, I think, I think Jesse is, it seems to me like Jesse wants to go with maybe Owen and Gabler at this point. Right. Um, Or I think he would maybe even be okay with going with Carla. Right. Like he hasn't really has, has Jesse ever pointed out Carla as like a big threat. It's kind of been like, you know, Cody pointed out Cass, but I'm not sure that Jesse is pointed out Carla. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to say that, Jesse's ideal final three is probably going with Owen and Gabler. And you heard him say to, to Owen, uh, oh, like people have been leaving you out. I don't know why. So maybe he's trying to posture and like figure that thing out. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Cody, I think it's the same way. I think that he plans on bringing Jesse to final four and making him go to fire. Jesse, I think plans on bringing Cody to final four and bring him to fire. So those are the types of, final threes that i'm looking at right now yeah i i would agree with most of that i i would just say the game is so fluid and we're seeing different things week to week and every week we find out in a flashback like okay who filled in who or what actually happened so i agree with most of your final three combos but i feel like there still could be something completely new that happens next week that shakes it up yep and then i think the last question we got here uh do you guys think that idols should have an expiration gate uh, date given uh, that people hold on to them so long and should shine the dark odds be brought down uh, yeah. to one to five? So kind of a double edged question here. Uh, I'm going to say idols should not have an expiration date. I think the easy way to solve idols being played earlier is to simply not make them public information, right? So idols being public information makes people, I think, afraid to vote the people with the idols and causes them inadvertently to be held onto for longer. Whereas if you, if nobody knows about the idol, they're not going to be afraid to play it. Um, and people are not going to be afraid to vote that way of the person that's playing it. So I think that the switch is that you simply don't make it public information. Now, in terms of shot in the dark, I'm going to say, just get rid of it and all together because <laughs> I hate yeah. when like survivor forces things that aren't working. So that's what I would say. Yeah. Um, I think, 
Christian, when Christian talked to Rob a couple weeks ago, and Christian always does an amazing job with everything, uh, he had a whole podcast going over an episode, but there was a, there's a seven minute video on RHAP that talks about Christian going over why do advantages and idols not work in the new era. And I feel like some people do want a time limit because a time limit will help that, help that out. If you don't want a shot clock, I do agree with you that making them less public is probably another good way to go with it. I just think in this new era, people talk a lot. People are very excited to play. They share a lot of information. It's not as secretive as it used to be. So there's a, I think there's a couple different ways that you can play around with it. Um, but I also do want them to be played earlier because I don't want to see advantage get in when four or five idols come out at the final six. I don't want to see that. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, I also don't want to see like, uh, you know, again, three idols at the final five and one person, one of those people has immunity and the other, you know, and the others are just like, even, even honestly, even two idols at the final five. It's like, you don't want to see people being like, well, everyone knows I have it. This is my last time to play it, but nobody's voting for me anyway. So I'm, you know, uh, I'm not going home, but I'm going to play it anyway, because, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I, I don't want like useless idols to be played, if that makes sense. Yeah. And shot in the dark. I mean, I guess you could increase it, but like, it's, I, I feel like, I feel like, Jeff has to know the feedback by now that I feel like people just aren't super high on it anymore. Yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah, that'll that'll wrap up today's episode, uh, Souls Fire Podcast, episode 11 recap. We'll be back next Thursday to recap or maybe next Thursday. I'll have to decide because I'm actually away uh, for work next week. So maybe it'll be next Friday or Saturday or Sunday or one of those days. Next week at some point, we'll be back recapping uh, the penultimate episode of Survivor oh, Season 43. Uh, be sure to like the video, subscribe if you're watching right now. The likes really, really help, so be sure to do that. Um, any you know additional questions or comments, you can throw in the comment section. Uh, follow us on all socials. Links in the description below, and be sure to be back next week for the penultimate episode recap. Penultimate episode. You always go so fast. <laughs> Grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night.